This week on the show. Not even think about it. Mm. But looking back on those pictures, I'm like, oh, wow, like this is, I remember this experience. And I remember like what that image, like the flood of, of memories that comes back to me. Michael Salinger. And I would look between like, I had enough space between the column. I would be able to like, as I was doing my programming, every once in a while, I'd look between like a row of computers and I'd yeah. be able to see a guy like editing pictures in a corner. And I was like, oh my God, I, that's what I want to do. That's what I want to do. Like professional photographer. Um, and you're laughing because I, 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 I know you know coming. Yeah, I exactly. I know you know what I'm thinking. I, I'm and, thinking of the line in Game of Thrones that everything before a butt is bullshit. So uh, just go ahead. Let's talk to Michael Selinger on the Very Creative Podcast. Michael Selinger, how are you? Oh, good. You? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, how have you been? It's been uh, quite a a wild time right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of weird. Uh, just dealing with so much sort of uh, backlash. Uh, or I wouldn't say backlash, but yeah, just kind of dealing with uh, whatever whatever we're dealing with, all the consequences of COVID nineteen and and whatnot. Uh, yeah, it's tough. It's tough. Yeah, we went into confinement in uh, March, and then. Uh, it picked back up for the summer and now it feels like the same thing over again uh, <laughs> yeah which is much worse and, yeah. Uh, yeah 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 i mean yeah we're we're tailing off the the end of a end of a pretty like a pretty bad summer to begin with uh not in right. terms of weather the weather was awesome uh we actually probably had one of the best summers ironically uh in terms yeah. of weather but no just like I don't know, just like everybody, everybody's doing bad financially. Um, everybody's businesses uh, just not going well. It sucks. It sucks, you know. So uh, people who are kind of like trying to be independent yeah. are are becoming dependent again. And uh, that's never good for, for an economy. Yeah. Uh, it's never it's never good for creatives either, for the most part. No. Well, it's it's good for creatives in in a way that uh, it confines you to your home and you you have time to do whatever like you have time to for me to write to do whatever you wanted to to do and uh, especially at the beginning of the pandemic like everybody really wanted to write about the pandemic and whatever you know it's big yeah. inspiration and everything but uh, I'm not only talking about that it's. Uh, yeah it's it just you, you create something for for me in, in my my head my my mindset in my brain it's just the energy of it is just creative creative in a way but yeah. it also like was hurtful 
because uh, with all that happened, like you hear about deaths, you hear about like the virus being so like dangerous uh, and in the air and like uh, it's something bad that gets worse every day you know it's like mm. uh, and uh, so that took a lot of my creative brain but it also created a, a kind of creative uh, mindset so it's kind of weird uh mm. how it, yeah, yeah for sure how it no happens. i i i know i know what you mean it's really hard to explain where it's like part of you is being pulled by this idea of well i have so much more time now let me be creative yeah. uh but then that also feeds into like when you don't feel like being creative because of all of this uh all of this pressure um despite it maybe not affecting you directly it is still a lot of pressure uh, it makes you feel twice as bad because you're like well i have all this free time and i'm not using it for anything and it's like yeah you know, so you end up just getting like kind of like doubly depressed because you're like, yeah, shit. Like, what what is this? By the way, I don't know. Is that no, no, that's fine. That's okay. fine. Are we are we, are we totally yeah, off yeah. the cuff or okay? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't sure. Uh, yeah. So it's just like, uh, yeah. Uh, no, I, it's I just uh, did, no, it's been weird. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. I just did an interview uh, for Omni News, um, where we were kind of discussing uh it's like issues like that so like with the restaurant closures um it it kind of brought up like a problem with wedding photographers uh, yeah because that the, that's what i wanted to talk to you about like you're you're yeah. a wedding photographer you're a photographer so it kind of like i wanted to know for people like that are, are going to hear you on this podcast yeah. it's it's interesting and it's also sad to hear how it's affecting you you know like the pandemic yeah, yeah so absolutely talk about that a little bit Sure. Uh, I'm uh, just to clarify. Yeah, introduce yourself up. first, and then yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, <laughs> we're we're what like five minutes into this. No, it's fine. Starting <laughs> my introduction uh, now. <laughs> I, I wanted to uh, talk a little bit how how you were doing, and now like yeah, now that we've mentioned that you're a wedding photographer, I think it's good that you introduce yourself a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, um, uh, so yeah, my name's uh, Michael. Uh, I go by uh, as a photographer. I go by Michael Monaco. Uh, the the brand is Michael Monaco Photography, yeah. um, and I'm pretty much just uh, I'm a I mostly deal in corporate photography, um, but I do work with uh, with an individual by the name of Vic Villegas. He's a huge wedding photographer in the industry right now, and he's given me uh, an opportunity to be able to work with him. So I'm taking. Uh, I guess, for lack of a better term, I'm taking full advantage of it as best as I can to uh, to work with him, to learn, and uh, to grow with him, ideally. Um, but yeah. yeah, that being said, of course, this year is, has been a bit of a rough year. Uh, maybe a little less for corporate photography. Uh, you know, we uh, we as a I guess as the brand. Um, I don't know why people say we instead of I when they're a singular person representing a brand, but I'm just going to keep saying we. <laughs> so yeah, yeah uh, like we still get some, like where I get work here and there, you know, we represent uh, a couple of, uh, a couple of little uh, brands here and there shooting for uh, so some companies. Has it slowed down or? Uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, even corporate photography has slowed okay, down. People okay. are a I little more reluctant. Meant, yeah. No, yeah, 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 that's a, people are just more same, reluctant. Yeah. Yeah, okay. that's it. 
So people are like just more reluctant to put that money into into it, right? Because everybody has less money. So they're like, well, we can wait six months or however long it takes for the pandemic to cool down a little bit uh, to be able to, you know, pay for this kind of luxury, I guess you can call it, um, you know, in terms of uh, whatever headshots or product photography or whatever. Um, So they kind of just hold off on that. Uh, and that's completely understandable, but there are some companies that are still like, okay, no, we really need to get this done. We were just, uh, working with, uh, uh a company, uh, I, I won't mention the name for now because I don't know exactly yeah. what their situation is, but, uh, who was like, you know, they kind of took the, they, they took the, um, they took the pandemic by the balls, I guess you can say. And they were like, the, now is the opportunity to be able to um really work on getting the business open getting the website running uh they have an e-commerce platform so they they were like let's go full full on gung-ho like let's do everything now that's the Um, thing though like uh it's like (laughs) the pandemic has caused us to like not want to be like physically close to each other and that's why you can't really do weddings and like mm. or it has slowed down and everything but people still want to make money especially now and yeah uh, for sure kind of finding that uh yeah that that's why like uh, remote work has has found its way but it's yeah people want to make money and uh how do we do that now like yeah yeah i mean i mean that's that's the big question, right? Especially for creatives. Uh, I would say more so than, than anybody really. It's like, how do we make money? I, I was working at a restaurant with, uh, with the downturn, with the downturn in, in weddings, um, which is, I guess you could say my main, my main source of income or, or no, that's not entirely true. But, uh, as a, you know, with weddings being what they used to be, uh, financially, it was it was difficult to be like, oh, okay, so I guess that's not happening. Let me, mm. you know, I have to I have to adapt and because you're know, a photographer, a so like if, yeah. if you're hired, like I'm sure you've seen those virtual weddings online, but like you can't take pictures of people online yeah. like like you do physically. No, exactly. I mean, that's weird. The, yeah, exactly. The, the sort of the alternative is uh, a lot of people are still doing or, or were doing uh, backyard weddings. Yeah. Uh, now, for for those who may be listening outside, I guess the context is in Montreal. We're you know we're kind of dealing with uh, a, a limitation because of red zone, the red zone yeah. Yeah. situation that we're in. Uh, so it's uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, it's weird. It's uh... Yeah, it's a it's a it's a weird situation. I mean, we're we're making the best of it, uh, and I guess for now, it's an opportunity for for me. I know personally, but even Vic, uh, who I, I mean, I don't want to speak for him, but a conversation that we've had a lot uh, this summer was, man, like, thank God we actually kind of took an opportunity to like this kind of came in the sense that, I mean, I don't, I mean this in the most non, uh, non selfish way, but uh, because of course, everybody was kind of dealing with the repercussions of 
someone getting the virus and possibly passing away. Uh, that sucks. But it, for us, in terms of photographers, what we were thinking about was this at least gave us an opportunity to kind of reevaluate our skills, see where we can improve and come back next year even stronger. And uh, yeah, that's, I think that was really uh, the, I, I think that was kind of, I guess if you want to kind of call it a silver lining, that was the silver lining of it all uh, was like, yeah, this is an opportunity for us to kind of go back to the drawing board. Uh, I've, yeah. Since since the beginning of the pandemic, I've kind of started to consider like, okay, how, like, if this kind of thing kind of keeps coming and going, you know, three months at a time, um, I need to find something that is, I need to find a, a, a source of income that will allow me to, um, to be, to continue to do this regardless of our, uh, excuse me, of our situation. And, uh, you know, so like I've been thinking up like business plans and ideas for like uh, yeah. creating services and businesses that still allow me uh, to be in some way financially and in, financially independent uh, without relying on, um, r without relying on the government to tell me whether or not I'm allowed to do my job. Yeah. It's just what else are we going to do? Like it's the time to better ourselves, to become the, the best creative person we've always wanted to be or some version of that. Um, and uh, yeah, it's uh, we got to take advantage of everything. Nothing stays buried forever, especially not the past. Yesterday is Not Yet Gone, a mystery novel by Gabriel Vega, host of the Very Creative Podcast, available now. Paperback and digital. GabrielVega.com. Buy it now. So I want to go back to you. Uh, where were you born uh, and uh, where did you go, grow up? So I was uh, I was born in Montreal. I've lived in Montreal for, for most of my life. Or I guess that's not true anymore. I forget that I'm actually uh, that I'm actually 25 now. But yeah. uh, so half of my life was more than half of my life has been spent outside of Montreal at this point. But I was born and raised in uh, St. Leonard, uh, Montreal, uh, for those who don't know the area, it was predominantly Italian, uh, up until I'd say, uh, maybe 10 years ago when, uh, when, uh, the, uh, I think, uh, the Italians started moving, the newer generation Italians started moving to Laval. And, uh, so what was I going to say? Uh, yeah, I lived there until I was about, 11 i think and then i moved to um i moved to to laval uh quiet little suburb i, I practically live on yeah. a farm uh, excuse me i uh i see uh i see tractors and whatever on my way to do you really yeah, yeah, yeah it's crazy it's uh we we have farms just across the street from us so oh i like, thought you were joking no no no, no. i yeah yeah we really? have yeah, like on my on my morning runs, uh, which I'm trying to get into a habit of doing. I say it as if I've been That's doing good. it forever, but <laughs> it's like two weeks that I'm doing it now. Oh, uh, that's good. Yeah. That's a good start. 
Thanks. It's uh, like uh, waking for me, waking at five thirty a.m. every morning to write. It's, it's. I've been doing it for two uh, weeks and keep talking about it on this podcast to hype me up. Um, yeah. You know, to boost my <laughs> doing to it. force yourself to force yourself now because you're, you're truly by a contract yeah. <laughs> contract by video now. You have to do it. Yeah, but truly, um, if I'm frank with the listeners, I haven't been doing it because I've been doing this podcast yeah. and I've been editing. And uh, yeah, that took a lot of my time, but I'm getting back into it. Uh, it's it's going to, yeah, I just wanted this podcast to be the best it could be. And uh, yeah, just. Yeah, it's, yeah, for sure. In terms of the podcast, it's, uh, yeah. it's something that you do have to uh, take time doing. So you, you grew up in, in St. Leonard and then you moved to Laval. But uh, what I'm interested in is uh, uh, how did you discover that uh, creative side of, of you? Like, did you, did you always know that you were going to be a photographer? So the story is really long and convoluted. Uh, That's what we're here for, Michael. I, I, guess, I guess we can talk about it. Yeah. Um, um, Around the time that I had moved to Laval, just before that, uh, I was uh, I became like very interested in music. Um, I was always kind of interested in in reading. Uh, I liked uh, I like to uh, like read well beyond my my age. Uh, I was uh, I was reading I was reading like Shakespeare at like oh really ten. I didn't understand it by any means. It was mostly to impress, uh, to impress, well, uh, my girlfriend, Rosalie, uh, at the time. You did that. That's, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. It's cheesy as hell, but. <laughs> what you will do to impress a girl. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. So, well, so that kind of brings me to my point of, like, I initially got into music. Um, not so much because, like, we were learning it in school. So it was part of our everyday, but I knew, for example, that Rosalie, again, at, uh, at 10 years old, I was like, oh, I, you know, I want to impress her. Let me try to get into music. And so I started doing, I started learning a little bit about music, but it wasn't really until I got to junior high school when we, there was an opportunity to actually learn music, uh, you know, like properly that I, yeah. that I started taking courses or classes my my class in music and i started developing i realized that i had kind of like a, a natural talent for it uh and so i started uh, kind of like going there going down that path um, so you were trying to impress or, or let's just go back for a second you were trying to like become a musician to impress her uh, be, was she singing at that point yeah, 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 she. Okay. She was Rosalie, my best friend, and his girlfriend is a is a singer. Uh, sings. Uh, yeah. I don't know if she qualifies herself as a singer, but uh, <laughs> she sings. Um, and uh, yeah, you were trying to do that. That's funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, like I said, it's kind of a weird, convoluted story because at a certain point, I mean, I was playing music up until the end of high school. We had I had a band going. Uh, I was doing regular shows for the school mostly. Uh, we did some shows at like, at like whatever uh, kind of dumpy little bars or whatever. But uh, yeah. um, it was we mostly did uh, shows for for the school. Like you, you, yeah, you found it fun. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It was it was a great experience. I also had an opportunity to uh, do uh, 
to do and direct uh, the variety show for uh, for my school, the Blue and Gold. Uh, I went to Laurier Senior High School in Laval. Um, and that was a great opportunity. Uh, and it was it was just fun overall. Like that's where I think that's where I really caught the bug. Uh, okay. That's where I was like, you know what? I really enjoy being creative. There's this this addiction, this sense of like, yeah. it's unbelievable to to be able to perform in front of an audience, and you're just like, wow, okay, no, this is fun. Like you know, and I had done some like improv uh, prior to that, and I was always oh, kind of like interested in like acting and whatnot but um uh it was mostly like it was always involved somehow in music so um so it became kind of a thing where i directed the show and then i was like i really need to keep doing this so i kept doing it uh right. despite my friends most of my friends are a little older than me so they left high school i was finishing up my last year and i was like okay let me you know like let me still try to invest in this um, it worked out, but by the end of high school, I kind of had this bad taste in my mouth because of an experience that I had with uh, with uh, some some bandmates. Uh, that kind of like they they cut me out of their their the band ultimately. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was great. Um, which is fine. I ended I, like now in in retrospect, I understand that you know like it was just uh, I think sort of creative differences and the way they wanted to play versus the way I wanted to play. And what I was used to with my friends yeah. prior to that. Exactly. I mean, it, and it was just before like some sort of show that we were supposed to do. Like, oh, it was wow. this co- crazy, like talent show. It, it was a, it was a really cool, it was like a dramatic thing. Oh, okay. uh, <laughs> but uh, so, uh, yeah, um, I was going to even add to that, that I went back to the school. Like I went back to that talent show and I tried to perform on my own, but they were like, no, we can't let you because you were, an act of you were expected to be an act with the band and we can't do it on your own you can't do it on your own whole story so that left a bad taste in my mouth and i was like okay music is you know and at the same time i was trying to like look for avenues to start looking into college right uh or sejep in as it is in montreal so did it leave a bad taste in your mouth for music yeah you, you were like you don't you don't want to do it anymore or well i was just like yeah i was just like okay well music is fun to do you know like i continue to play to this day it's not like i've lost my my touch or whatever um but it's more like uh i just kind of you know i said okay well what does this give me you know like other than a little bit of entertainment you know an opportunity around a campfire yeah. to strum strum a few chords or whatever you know like what does it what is the value to it and i realized well you know what maybe it's not um it's not really uh that essential to my to my well-being which uh spoiler that's totally not the case it ended up being uh i i think extremely important but we'll get to that um So yeah, what happened when uh, you applied to you were applying for CJP and uh, 
Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so once I got to, uh, by the way, to just let, let, let people, before we get into that, CJEP is uh, something we have in Quebec that is two years before university or three, yeah. if you want a pr professional degree. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, something that, uh, nobody has except us. So it, it might be, uh, yeah, confusing for some people, but, uh, it's yeah. before you go to university essentially. Yeah. It's basically like, uh, we finish a year earlier, uh, than other yeah. than other high schools. They have six years of high schools, yeah. And yeah, exactly. of high school, and then uh, they go to university. But we have five, and then we go to CJAP, and then university. Yeah. Uh, applying to CJAP, I was like, okay, well, I actually kind of need to get my life in order. Or <laughs> saying that at 16 years old, uh, <laughs> but I was like, um, yeah, I, you know, I need to figure out what I want to do, and. I was doing a kind of like a, a project, a presentation for a course and uh, for, for an English class. And it was, I can't fully remember. It was about a, a book or something. And I was like, this is, you know, this is fun. I enjoyed it. I showed my mom and my mom's like, wow, this is really impressive. Have you ever thought about going into graphic design? Okay. So I was like, what was the project? Uh, it was a presentation. I don't even remember what now it was something like I said, it was about a book and all I remember it was, it was meant to be very melancholic. It was meant to be very sad. And the, like the pictures, the transitions, it was a, it was a, it was a, it was a video essay basically, or a photo essay, a photo okay. essay. That's what it was. Yeah. So, and I had selected a bunch of pictures from the internet that like were meant to represent uh, a theme within the book. Uh, and I don't remember the book now. So, uh, but yeah, well, and, that's fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's it. Uh, but yeah, my mom was like, Hey, maybe you should consider going into graphic design. I think you'd be pretty good at it. So I was like, okay, let me look into that. So all the sages that I went to, all the colleges that I went to, I was like, Oh, okay. Um, uh, like what are your, what's your graphic design program? And they were like, uh, okay, well, this is what we provide. One was actually really basic and very interesting. And I think it was a professional certification too. So technically I would have done three years and then come out of it as a certified professional uh, graphic designer. Um, and uh, an another one was like this really prestigious, like, like if you wanted to be a graphic designer, you went to this to this uh to this program right. so at dawson college which was uh the college i eventually ended up going to where uh, we met they, yeah. yeah exactly they provided um they provided a three-year uh professional course uh or professional certification in uh in graphic design and i was like oh okay that sounds interesting like i'd be out of uh, out into the field by 21 which was awesome and then they were like, yeah, no, you need like, you need like practically 10 years of experience just to get into the program. And I was like, okay, like I hadn't done so much as an art course. I had invested myself yeah. so much into music uh, from junior high to high school that I was like, I was, right. I had never touched an art course in my life. Yeah. So. And you uh, thought it was like going to be three years and then you were done like the, the professional diploma, right? Yeah, exactly. But they were like, we're well, done. you need like, yeah, 10 you years. Need, well, yeah, you need to be able to draw. You need to have a portfolio. 
And some of the portfolios that I had seen in the program there, I was like, that's like, that's <laughs> years of experience. Yeah. Like I, I, I just, a just sort of a fast forward. I ended up many years later applying to that program again, wow. uh, or applying to that program, uh, I guess like a, just a couple of years ago now and going to do the, like provide a portfolio and do the test to see if I could get into the program. I like, I could have not, I could not have felt more out of place. Really? Like, yeah. Did like, you have the experience by then? I, somewhat? Not, not, yeah, somewhat, but not impressive, not nearly impressive enough to, to be even looked at. Like, Right. I saw I saw some people come in. I came in with a binder, okay, like a like a like a good old fashioned binder. <laughs> a good old like like, like experience. Here's my yeah. experience. But yeah, but like just a binder, like whatever yeah. regular eight by eleven binder filled with a bunch of like printed versions of my right. of my designs that I've done. Uh, but I saw people come in with you know those big portfolios. Like the big, the big like folders that they're like poster sized. Okay. You know, no, like, I never then, seen those. Yeah. Okay, so artists have a tendency, like for their finished works, they have a tendency to put them in like these big sort of like massive two foot folders, two by okay. like two foot by two foot folders, and they put all their shit inside there, uh, right. all their all their work inside there. Um, I saw people coming in with those. They pull out like designs. Like literally, like poster sized designs. I there was one. I, I to this day I still remember it in my mind. I was like, "How am I gonna? How am I gonna like? <laughs> this guy's getting into the program. How am I gonna live up to that? Like, yeah. even if I were to get into the program at that point, I there's no way I'd be able to live up to that yeah. to that guy. So I was like, "Oh, okay, whatever." Like. Uh, I'll go in. I did the drawing test. I failed miserably. Um, right. And I kind of looked back on it like, okay, like that was, that was a humbling experience because it's like, okay, I realize now that graphic design uh, wasn't quite my thing. Jumping so back. Are you going to reapply? In like yeah, God, no, no, absolutely not. Never in my life will I apply. I mean, unless. For the big folder life, this time. Yeah, exactly. The big folder will be the difference. Um, uh, like unless, uh, unless life takes me in a way where I am designing, doing right. graphic design, because I mean, I can draw and I can mm. sketch. I'm just not practicing it, at, uh, practicing it enough. I mean, you, you have time during the yeah. pandemic. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's, uh, that's what you, you could do. Just, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, just build your big folder during the pandemic. I guess so. And then reapply when all this no, is. No, I'm just like, kidding. So. But yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, anyway, jumping back, uh, I yeah. ended up studying psychology for a couple of years. Okay. And, I, and in my mind, in the back of my mind, it was always like, oh, well, you know what? I I like oh oh my god I nearly missed but I nearly forgot to mention uh, a really important part of this whole thing yeah after I finished high school yeah. I went to uh I went on a trip with my parents my parents uh um I was lucky enough that my parents were able to bring me on a trip to Europe so we ended up spending 4 days in France 
and doing a European cruise along the Mediterranean, the, the uh, northern part of the Mediterranean, uh, starting in Italy, going all the way to Croatia and back. Um, uh, yeah, so uh, I ended up spending two weeks. My parents had just bought like a, a DSLR, the first DSLR camera uh, that we had. Before that, we didn't even have like my aunt was really more the photographer in the family. She liked taking pictures. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And, and, you know, like just family photos. Like she had her own little like compact digital camera that she'd pull out and like take pictures. But it was nothing oh, for like... Oh, fun. She was not a professional oh, photographer. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. By no okay. means was she, she a professional. Um, you know, and my experience before those cameras was like the, the crank and click, you know, the yeah. whatever, the disposable cameras. Um, so... I went on this trip. My parents had just bought a DSLR, and I honestly, I'm not sure what what drew me to it. But I was like, "Hey guys, I'll take care of the photography for the trip." <sighs> so I ended up pretty much living, spending two weeks with that camera. Yeah, relatively like often, just you know, especially like once we were on the boat, it was like I would only take it when I was when we were actually out on the islands or the, the areas that we visited. Um, but, um, but otherwise like in Paris, I spent four days with that camera, like attached to me. Like I, I took as yeah. many pictures as I could um, because I just, I, you know, like I wanted that experience. It was my first time in Europe uh, and I wanted to just, you know, soak it all in. Um, I mean, th that's what you got to do. I, I, I've heard like you got you got to know the camera and you got to like experience it, like figure it out for your for your own. Yeah. Unless you're taking a class. But uh, that's yeah, that's what you yeah. do. No, that's I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. I think I think I could have used a class, but I was the kind of person right. that was like I've always been the kind of person that I'm like, throw me in the deep end. Like if ever that's I'm the same for me. Game, that's the same. Yeah, that's it. If ever I'm playing a video game, I always try to put it at a difficulty that I know that I'm straining, that I that I know that I find it interesting. Difficult. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm really that kind of person. And ironically, I I think that a lot a lot of the time things that are difficult like that end up scaring me. Yeah. Like uh, like with the camera when I bought the camera or when I got the camera, I think we got it like maybe a couple weeks before we went on vacation. Uh. I got that camera and I was like, I'm putting it in manual right away. Right. Like uh, from the top, like I wasn't the, like, I started trying with automatic and I was yeah. like, I don't like, I don't like that. This is just a point and click camera. Like, right. You know, like I want to put this on manual. So I straight away, I put it on manual. And I was like, I'm going to figure all this out. I didn't know what aperture was. I didn't know what, uh, right. what exposure was. I didn't know how ISO worked. And I tried to figure it out and I played with it. Uh, and I think, I think there were some times where I did put it in uh, like maybe some sort of like uh, priority mode where I was the folk, where like the ISO was taken care of automatically and whatever. But um, this is gibberish to me. So don't even. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, the photographer, the photography people that'll be listening will be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What? <laughs> no, no, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, but yeah, it was uh, basically I just um, 
I like I was like, okay, no, I need to go straight to the deep end. So I spent the whole yeah. I, I spent I, mean, the, I spent the whole yeah. time taking pictures, and yeah. I honestly some of the some of my favorite pictures to this day are pictures that I took then. Really? Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, I I wish uh, worst case I can send them to you in a link afterwards. Um, but there are pictures from that trip that I still like I, I still look to recreate today with the knowledge that I have now, the equipment that I have now. Yeah. I'd love uh, to see that. Yeah. Because like, yeah. Uh, I mean, of course it's a product of also being in Santorini, for example, I literally yeah. like, I, I like it's hard not to take a nice picture unless, unless you're, unless you're right. shaking, you know, <laughs> or you're shooting at the wrong aperture. Like you're, um, it's hard not to take a good picture in Santorini or whatever, but I'll be honest, like it, like it was so nice to just be able to experience like photographing like that for the first time in such a different environment from my own. Mm. Um, And yeah, I, I still kind of like that was, it it was the same high that I felt uh, going from um, going into like, into performance with uh with my variety show it was like feeling that experience of just i don't know what it was because this time it wasn't the adrenaline of performing in front of an audience but it was like the adrenaline of being able to capture a mood and a setting uh what do you mean by a variety show so like with the variety show when i was doing uh, when i was doing the variety show and directing that the uh yeah uh, remind me just for a second because uh I yeah that. so like uh, so like earlier in high school i had done a variety oh, okay show. right okay a variety yeah. show. um so that was the high of performance right it was like oh my god this amazing feeling of being in performance you know like i need to recapture this with photography it was kind of the same thing where it was like um but obviously not in the adrenaline of performing. It was like the adrenaline, or I don't even know if it's adrenaline, but just that opportunity. And maybe it was like a feedback loop of just taking a picture and feeling that feeling that I had in the moment resonate yeah. in the picture. Yeah. You know, um, and I'll be honest, some of the pictures that I took were pictures that I was like, like, oh, that's cool. Click and like not even think about it. Mm. But looking back on those pictures, I'm like, oh, wow, like this is like I remember this experience and I remember like what that image, like the flood of of memories that comes back to me. You know, I have this one picture of the Eiffel Tower. It's by no means a perfect picture. Um, But what's nice about it is just that you really get the sense of like, like you're approaching the Eiffel Tower. Um, and it's like, for me, the image really reminds me of like the, that first day that we arrived in France, we had left that morning at three in the morning, having gotten practically no sleep because we were all excited on the plane for six and a half hours. Um, plus the time difference, uh, we ended up. Like I was the only one that actually got some sleep on the plane. Uh, everybody else was awake. So by the time we got there, I think it was 
I think it was like mid afternoon. Right. Most of us had been up except for me. I had gotten some sleep. Most of us had, most of like the rest of my family had been awake for easily 24 hours, if not a little bit longer. Uh, so you ended up like my parents were like my, my entire family was sleep deprived and cranky. And I was like, Oh yeah, great pictures or whatever. <laughs> I was enjoying yeah. that. Everybody yeah. else was just mad. And I remember that. And I remember that because right. of partially of because your, like your picture, right? Yeah. That's it. Partially because of the picture, partially because it was just so funny to me that like I was in perfect, I was perfect. Like, I think I woke up, I, I, I think I fell asleep early in the flight and woke up with like less than an hour left to go on the flight. So like for me, like it was, it was just a. Yeah. Like, it, uh, yeah, that, that's how you, you look back at those moments and you're, you're proud and you're, you, especially that you have the memories and that's what's fun about art and photography and everything is that you have it. Uh, it's something that. Yeah. Uh, well, sometimes you you delete by mistake, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's something that lasts forever, and uh, it's fun to to figure out your journey and to see how hard you've been working and how many yeah. years it has been, and that that's so fulfilling and so cool to me. That's uh, it. Yeah, it, it's the same with my writing. Like I just starting started doing it. I didn't have to take class like it, yeah it was just there like it, I, i can type and that's how i learned yeah. and yeah it's uh that's that's where you learn the most but i don't know if you have to be that kind of person i don't know i have uh, honestly i think uh i think i i think this is uh i think this is a perfect time to kind of like get to this conversation uh, yeah. which is to me Uh, I'm currently studying at Concordia University uh, in the communications department. And I mean, look, I'll be straight up with you. I love that program. It's a great program. Right. Um, and you're laughing because I, 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 I know you know. Coming. Yeah, I, exactly. I know you know what I'm thinking. I, I'm and, thinking of the line of game in Game of Thrones that everything before a butt is bullshit. So every, <laughs> I'm just waiting when Jon Snow says that. So uh, just go ahead. Uh, and no, truly, I, uh, I'm saying that with all honesty, uh, that the program is great. I think it's an opportunity for people to, to create a network and to learn things that would otherwise be close to them. I've learned a lot in terms of... Right. Um, in terms of like just uh, representation, so important in photography and we don't really mm -hmm. think about it. Um, and just in general, but of course, it, it pertain, yeah. pertaining to me, photography is really, representation is really important in photography. Um, I think like- No, you, you, we I laugh, think, I was laughing about it. I was yeah. calling your bullshit, but I think schooling is really important. Uh, I think university, like I wouldn't be yeah. the writer that I am today uh if i if i like didn't do university i've learned mm. so much about everything and i'm still learning and uh but university taught me so many things and yeah things that especially were not about writing and we're like like i learned about like you were saying about diversity about everything about like feminism i learned like every subject and educated yeah. myself and I, i'm a better writer for it i'm a better artist for it so it's kind of finding that balance between both, but you can't yeah. just do 
like, oh, I'm going to go to school for photography. I'm just going to be the best photographer ever because I go to this school, you know? Well, no, so that's happened that way. Exactly. So coming back to my point. Yeah. I think school's great. But yes, I agree that like this, like I'm doing it now at 25 because obviously I want I see an opportunity to take my photography in a more mainstream approach. I, I truthfully, I don't see myself as an artist in the conventional sense of being like, uh, you know, the kind of like whatever fly by night, like, you know, like I, you know, I sleep on a, you know, like I lie down on a hammock and just think about the day until things happen. You know what I mean? Like there are artists who are very much sort of like free, uh, who want to be free of, uh, of the constraints of, uh, of, I guess, societal pressures. Right. And I'm all for that. Uh, you know, uh, it's fine by me. For me personally, I'm the kind of person that, uh, I would prefer being remembered uh, as an artist. I'd prefer being remembered and being, uh, and being able to provide for my family while I'm still alive, you know, right. and truthfully art yeah. Uh, has a tendency to be better remembered uh, or more celebrated once the artist has passed. Uh, so for me, like that, that's always been a pressure of mine. Uh, is just this this kind of like you're drive scared of, that your your work is going to be just only remembered when you're dead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and I'm, I'm scared that too. I'm afraid too. I have the same fear. Yeah, that's it. I'm I'm scared of being sort of like a Van Gogh you know, broke, penniless, and insane, or well, I guess broken, penniless is the same thing, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, penny, penniless and yeah, insane yeah. and, you know, alone uh, and only being celebrated for his work 150 mm. years yeah. after, like, yeah. or 120-ish years. And it's like, you know, like this guy was an absolute genius. Despite having schizophrenia, the guy was able to paint coherently like he was he was probably the most someone who had the most channeled expression uh, again despite literally having psychotic episodes nothing stays buried forever especially not the past yesterday is not yet gone a mystery novel by gabriel vega host of the Very Creative Podcast. Available now. Paperback and digital. GabrielVega.com. Buy it now. So yeah, let's, let's, just, uh, let's just backtrack a little bit. So when was, like, because you, you mentioned graphic design and uh, you were doing that for a little bit, but when did you, like, I guess, after you, you went into that room and saw those big portfolios, but when did you, like, know that, it wasn't for you and then you decided to go into photography like i i know there's a past of you traveling and taking pictures but when did yeah. you make that decision so uh like i said i went to i went to college for psychology went to started a year in university in psychology and then i dropped i'm out sure that was like, very creative oh well you know what though honestly I'm, I'm grateful for it just because right. uh, it, it wasn't very creative the research it, it was very research oriented but how did you feel as a creative person being in that field or studying I mean, that? I mean, at the time, I was telling myself. I'm not putting down psychology, by the way. I'm just uh, asking as a creator, how did, like, did yeah. you feel? 
So no, I like by all means, it was like I was I went into psychology with the mindset that okay, well, I'll be I'll I'll be a psychologist, whatever that means, and uh and make money right. and then I'll be that'll fund my side project of me wanting to be a photographer. You know, so right. by then I had already started kind of thinking up ideas of how to become a photographer. I knew the cost of getting into photography was so you knew at the back of your mind high. that's what you wanted yeah. to do. You just didn't yeah. take that leap. No, exactly, because okay. because I was yeah. always told, you know, like you need something stable, and I'm feeling it now, ironically. But you know, you need right. something yeah. stable. Uh, you need something uh, that is. Uh, you know that that you can that you can count on in when times get tough photography you need to isn't, be a doctor you need to <laughs> a little bit yeah you know i mean it wasn't it wasn't on that level but it was like hey you know like no, you need uh, to be able to yeah. find a i job think people that is, get it yeah yeah so uh so i was like okay psychology is kind of a thing um did that for a few years dropped out went into programming and at this point i was like hey mom i did psychology or mom and dad uh um i did the psychology thing turned out it wasn't really quite my thing part of that was due to a huge crisis that uh that yeah. developed after my first year in in college uh i just ended up going through a really bad time uh right. with anxiety and depression uh okay. I, and i think it had something to do with just like feeling overworked and then uh, like feeling that wave of like of relief but yeah. like i fell through the floor kind of thing in terms of right. like like it was like oh i'm finally done my first year of seja uh, of right. college and then it was like well and then i just like crashed into the floor and never really could get out of it yeah um so but uh, did it have to do a little bit with uh you being torn up about uh do, wanting to do photography uh, and just not taking that leap of fate or no i don't know were you I mean, torn I, up i'm I'm sure you were i i think uh, i think i was definitely a little disappointed i mean i had already kind of made the decision to go into psychology i had a lot of friends that tell me that told me like hey i think you'd make like a really good psychologist you like to you like to talk you like you empathize yeah. well with people you're, you know, you're someone who I think, you know, so I think you would make a good counselor or whatever. But so inside, like, is that what you really wanted to do? Or is that what other people wanted you to do? I think, I think if I were, I think if I were being honest with myself, it was definitely something I would say, I think it it was very much driven by other people's sort opinion. of like vision yeah. of me. Uh, um, I was like, you know, again, I was always the kind of person I liked making music. I yeah. liked making movies. Um, I, I liked, you know, taking pictures, I, which I discovered later. Um, but I but ended it's up, hard. It's a yeah. it's a hard road to navigate. Like, yeah, exactly. It, I, I've navigated it and it's hard, you know, uh, yeah. and I think that's really relatable for people because uh it's it's hard to like listen to yourself and listen to your voice and listen to your heart and being like, yeah, is that really what I want to do or is that what people want me to do? Like, is that what society wants me to do? 
which voice do I listen to? <laughs> what's the yeah. right path? And you don't know your destiny. You don't know what's going to happen. And it's yeah. hard, you know? And uh, yeah, I think you, just finding that way to yourself is the the hardest thing ever. But uh, once you do it, it's uh, it's unbelievable. Oh, uh, yeah. So, yeah. So yeah. when did you take that leap of faith then? So uh, I ended up pretty much kind of jumping into that I had done the programming course. I worked in programming for like a year and a half. And I was like, no, that's, this is not for me. Like the, the life of sitting at a computer desk is not for me. Ironically, I'm doing it right now and I do it most days of the week, yeah. uh, just editing or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but sitting at a computer desk, kind of doing like this, what felt like a mind numbing kind of exercise of, you know, typing code and then um and, and, like the results were always cool and exciting but there was like a disconnect between me doing the action of coding and programming for example websites and uh like seeing the result like i always felt like I felt like I, there was something missing you know like there there was something in that feedback loop that i was getting that was like I felt reluctant to do it. And I wasn't really the type of person that was like, oh, I need to learn. I, I want to learn more on how to do this. Uh, so I kind of just like, it, it kind of like fell apart very quickly. Yeah. Uh, and then, right. And then it was in my, it was at a, at a company that I worked at for a very brief time. I was working at uh, Valnet uh for yeah. i guess i don't know if you know but yeah valnet is uh is a company, that company. the the work that they do is is fantastic of course uh just in terms of what they've been able to achieve um and you know i commend them for that but i was working as a programmer there uh doing a lot of uh like their their internal sort of like their internal right. programming um and honestly i was I was sitting at my desk. It was an open concept space. Like everybody had, it was just one long table with like different computer stations. Yeah. And you would just kind of like sit at your station and you could see everybody kind of working on their thing. It, it very much felt like a high school, like a high school, like computer lab. Right. In that sense, except yeah. of course the computers weren't from like 2002 because the school didn't get any funding. Like they were state of the art uh computers so um i was i remember looking over like i was sitting i used to sit next to a column basically and there was a guy next to me and i would look between like i had enough space between the column i would be able to like as i was doing my programming every once in a while i'd look between like a <laughs> row of computers and i'd yeah. be able to see a guy like editing pictures in a corner and i was like oh my god I, that's what i want to do that's what I want to do. Like, this is an opportunity. Like I'm working at a job right now that allows right. me, like I'm 20 feet away from what I really want to be. Yeah. Doing. So I was like, I was like, oh, okay. How do I do that? I remember, I remember distinctly once, like I had to yeah. go to the bathroom and just having seen right. like at this point I had, I had basically like, I was staring at this guy's computer screen as if I was in love. 
you know, like, <laughs> I know that like, feeling. I, I, it doesn't yeah. sound weird. I know that feeling. So I was like, I, at this point I had already, like, I had seen, I had seen him. Seen Did you ask person. him out? No, <laughs> the computer. Yes. Yes. Uh, the, uh, the guy, no, uh, unfortunately I think he was dating someone already. <laughs> no, but I was looking into, I was looking at this computer, right? Right. And, and it was always the same computer. It was always the same guy. Right. Um, and I remember he was editing pictures for articles or yeah, exactly. He was editing okay. pictures for, for articles, uh, probably thumbnails for, for whatever posts that they do on Facebook or whatever. So yeah, let's just, uh, clarify. Valnet is a company that, uh, as a screen rant and, uh, comic, uh, what is it? Comic, uh, comic book, book resources. Uh, they, CBR.com. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, they have yeah, a, like, yeah. a bunch of sites. Yeah. Yeah, a bunch of like, yeah, I would I would call them like uh, entertainment reading sites. Articles, um, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so I was like, um, I was looking at that computer, and I went up to the bathroom, and I did some like, I, I was doing some research on my phone, and right. I remember like, being like, <laughs> oh how do I do like, how do I become a, a, a photo editor or whatever? Okay. No, not even a photographer. I think it was like how to become a photo editor. I may have spoken to the guy. I briefly remember like having a conversation possibly about that subject. Right. I Googled it and I was like, okay. So it told me like the best way to do that in Montreal is to go to Concordia University Communications, the communications program right. at Concordia University. Basically, it's the cheapest option outside of. Uh, outside of either going back yeah. to Sejep, which I discovered is very difficult to do because you can't like, it, it's kind of like a weird exclusive thing where like, if you've already been to Sejep, they would prefer that you go to university because Sejep is really for people to kind of, it's like a, it's like a precursor. It's like a, yeah, a yeah, yeah. to what university is like. Yeah. So, so, um, so uh, it was the cheapest option outside of going to a private school uh, to learn how to be a graphic designer uh, or whatever. So they, uh, so I started doing my research on how to get into Concordia University, the communications program. And I pretty much like, at that point, I had already left Valnet. Um, and uh, I... You were like, I'm done with this. <laughs> I saw well, the... What I <laughs> yeah exactly it. well you know what i'll be honest with you i'll be i'm in I'll love forward yeah <laughs> i'll be straightforward um i i um uh, i i got let go by valnet uh because of uh uh because of a lack of experience and um yeah. and it was like and i actually called the guy uh the, the the my supervisor afterwards and i said hey look uh i don't understand like why was i why was i let go you know and he goes on he said honestly like you just didn't show enough experience and he said he said for me i never went to school for programming i just spent years and years practicing i was always into modding video games and creating yeah. uh and creating like uh small websites just for fun you need like you you need to find a drive to get you into programming something that really makes you want to do it You're and like, i was like oh, fuck. and i was like yeah 
okay, so from what I'm getting from this, from what I'm getting from this, you, what you're saying is I'm, I need, I need to find something that I'm driven about. Like right. you are obviously, mm-hmm. I didn't say that out loud at the time. I was like, okay, well, thanks. Thanks so much. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm sorry that it didn't work out, but it's you probably know. not programming, <laughs> but yeah. So I, I mean, like that was actually a, a pretty hard like that, was, I, I think. I think there was no better kind of like slap in the face, right? Than then telling me like, yeah, no, like I need to do what I want to do, not do what everybody else tells me to do, uh, because I can. I, I will end up existing in yeah. media in mediocrity. I'll end up just performing. You know, sure, I can go and sell insurance for the rest of my life. And it's not to say that that's a bad job. It's just no. a job that I know that I'm not personally fit for, you know? You're wasting your talent. Yeah. Well, whatever you want to call it. If you want to call it talent, in my opinion, I'm very much of the mind that it's not about talent because there are a lot of talented people that never see the light of day and a lot of untalented Yeah, you, are, you have to work that, at it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But uh, sure. yeah, you, you're. I, I guess you're, wait, you're wasting your potential. Then you, you could call it. Yes, I think. Yeah, I would call it potential more than anything. Is um, so I, for me, it was just like it was like uh, yeah. I, I I need to I need to get on this. So, so how I, did uh, how did that happen? How did you did you get your first uh, photography gig or what was it? Oh, so I applied to the program. Excuse me. I yeah. applied to the program, uh, and I uh, ended up kind of. Uh, I ended up getting in. Uh, the, that that's a other. That's a weird story in itself. I applied to the program. Yeah. I got in. Um, and did you have it, a portfolio by then to get the, yeah. to the program? So yeah. so the communications program at Concordia is actually pretty. Uh, uh, pretty great uh oh it was only portfolio. communication it was like not uh, like it was was it photography or just communication oh yeah it was a communications program uh what's nice about the communications program at concordia is that it's i would call it more of a communications and uh and uh media production program okay. media uh yeah uh, they have their communication studies uh, communication and cultural studies program which is a more academic yeah. version of the course uh but their straight up communications program actually teaches you about like production elements so right. learning uh learning everything about like film production and uh how to record uh audio and how to uh ha- how to work in in video and in the the environment of of an actual full on production uh environment uh yeah. they even have a uh, another area called intermedia which is basically like, uh, it's like, um, that's where you'll get more of like the artistic perspective. And uh, it's very much kind of related to graphic design uh, in a in a very interesting right. way. So you applied uh, to which one? Just- uh, so I ended up applying to the communications program. Uh, okay, which- there's not something specific that you apply within the communication program no just, no no yeah so I, okay and then Perfect. yeah afterwards you get to kind yeah. of select which is really nice okay um Interesting. so i ended up going into that program right uh and after a year i was like 
this is this is cool and whatever, but I know that this is a difficult industry to get into. I had developed, I had gotten some experience uh, with a company uh, called Rubicon Pictures and Media. Um, right. Which I know, they, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're a great company. Uh, and uh, I have some, I have some friends that work there. Uh, shout out to Yannick and, <laughs> and, uh, and Lev. Um, they're, uh, they're great. Uh, and that experience kind of really got me into the whole idea of like, okay, this is actually something, this isn't something that exists only in Hollywood. I don't have to travel all the way to LA to be in a production environment. Montreal has a great production, uh, environment. So let me, this is, this is real. This exists. So, um, I ended up I ended up doing that. Um, I, that that was actually where I kind of did one of my first graphics uh, that was seen by people. Uh, um, it was for a music video. Uh, yeah. So I ended up doing that, and so you you did a mix of photography and graphic design. Yeah, yeah. That's why yeah. I'm saying like it's such a convoluted story because. Like I ended up kind of just, I wanted to get my hands on everything. I just wanted to be like, okay, let me try this. Let me try yeah. that in the hopes but of now that you like, the oppor- yeah, now that you had the opportunity, you were like, oh, I'm going to take it full on also. Like, yeah, I'm that's gonna it. do graphic design and I'm going to do photography and I'm going to do everything I want to do. Yeah. Right. So I was like, I'm going to start doing some graphic design. Hopefully that graphic design will draw me into, uh, into photography and then from there i'll be able again always trying to find ways to fund my very expensive photography hobby (laughs) at the time right i was like okay like whatever like this is you know like this is the only way i'm gonna do it there's no way i'm gonna drop a thousand dollars on a camera working a part-time job right you know that was your goal yeah yeah that's it initially my goal was let me just get a new camera my camera which was a canon t2i at the time was so old at that point I didn't even have like an articulating screen. So I couldn't be like, I couldn't like, if I wanted to take a picture like overhead, like I couldn't see where the right. shot was coming from. Ironically now, like I do that all the time and I'm, I have so much confidence that like, yeah. I could just be like, click. And I know that it's either good or not, but whatever. Um, <laughs> I've, t- I've t- honestly, I've taken some pictures where I haven't even looked at the, like I haven't even looked at the LCD screen. I just like, put it down to the side, snap the shot. And I look up, up at it and I'm like, wow. <laughs> like, right. okay. <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, I wanted to buy my first camera. I ended up working a little bit uh, during that time, making enough money. And I was like, for, like, that's it. I'm going to buy my first camera. Right. So I or my first, yeah, I guess it was my first camera. My parents had bought the actual, my actual first camera. Um, I bought my first camera and, uh, I started kind of, I started the, like taking pictures with it at the time. I didn't have any really super impressive lenses. I just had the kit lenses that came with the actual camera. Uh, and I was just kind of like playing around with that. And then I, had a wedding, uh, Rosalie's cousin's wedding. And in the, at the time I was like, kind of like interested in drone photography. I was like, this is an opportunity. I can 
start looking at maybe doing drone photography. At the time, it was something that was so like new, you know, like people had just kind of started getting into it that I was like, oh, okay, like this is something that I can do. Uh, yeah. But drones were expensive too. And I had, <laughs> and I had just, uh, no, I hadn't bought the, the, the camera yet. But I was like, right. drones are expensive. I can't afford to buy a drone. So like, there's no way I can do this yet. Anyway, I approach, I, I, I'm, I see this drone kind of flying in the air after we've gone to the, we've done the ceremony, right. bride and groom kiss. They walk out, uh, we're following behind and we're standing in, at the, at the front of the, at the front of the, the cathedral and, or the church. It wasn't a cathedral. It was just a church. Uh, and we're just kind of like, um, we're kind of talking to each other and all of a sudden i hear the spin up of a drone i hear like that buzzing it's like such an annoying buzzing sound so like it attracts your attention immediately uh right and then i look at the drone and i'm like oh shit a drone like this is yeah this is the first time i had seen a drone in real life right so i was like cool so uh we do like a group picture and he's like, okay, guys, so, you know, everybody celebrates. So we celebrate. He brings the drone all the way back. It flies into the air out of, like, out of view. And you're like, whoa, that's crazy. Like, how is he going to see all of that? But, you know, um, so uh, afterwards, I approach the video guys uh, about uh, about right. the drone. I go, hey, is that a, is that a, a drone? And they're like, yeah. Uh, and I go, is that the Mavic, like the, the most recent one, the Mavic Pro? And they're like, I don't know. You got to speak to, you got to speak to the photographer about that. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I approach the photographer and I go, hey, uh, I really like your drone. That's pretty cool. I'm in the market for one. And he's like, oh yeah, you know, like that's cool. He's like, uh, I, you know, like I just bought this one. I figured it was the best one. So I, I you know, I just kind of needed something for this. I was like, awesome nothing of it so i kind of just went i went on my way uh we got to the reception hall and the photographer was kind of just hanging around doing nothing and he was with his uh his uh, second that's what i want to do <laughs> yeah <laughs> so, uh, yeah i was like i just want to stand there and look cool the camera. <laughs> yeah um no but i yeah, I, I found it <laughs> yeah that's it so i approached him and i was like uh i was like yeah that's it i was like it was really like there that's it that's exactly what i wanted um oh. so i approached him and i go i go um uh, i go hey man um and the whole time on the way to the reception i was yeah. like talking to rosalie or my girlfriend about it and i was like uh i was like you know like man that that would be so cool just to do that kind of thing like imagine like being able to do that maybe i'll like maybe i'll actually yeah. approach him on that and like do it so i end up approaching what did him she say like, to that and she was like don't fucking don't bother him during like while he's working <laughs> and i was like ah fuck it like why not i'm gonna no i'm gonna bother him like he's not yeah. doing anything i'm gonna bother him so i approach him and uh and i i go like hey man uh i'm i'm a bit of a photographer i really like like i i haven't yeah. gotten the most amount of experience but I, uh yeah i uh i really want to i really want to try this out 
uh, let me know. You know, like I, if there, if ever you need like an assistant, you know, like I'll do it for free. Yeah. I don't care. Whatever. I'll stand there and do nothing like you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, like Perfect. literally, I'll be I'll be more than happy to just I don't know hold a fucking umbrella when it's raining. Yeah. Like whatever you need me to do, like I'll. And I'll what do did it. he say to that? And he was like, "Oh yeah, sure. Like, uh, give me your give me your Facebook, and uh, and uh, we could talk." And I was like, "Okay, cool." For me, it was the first time I'd ever been acknowledged. Yeah. By by someone. That's like awesome. That. So yeah. So I was like, "Okay, cool." Um, this was in September. I bought my camera in December, um, and I was like, "This is like, this will be fun." So I started practicing a little bit with it, getting into like taking pictures. I ended up. Um, Were you in contact with nothing. him? No, I okay. ended up. I ended up not hearing anything from him. So uh, a couple months go by. It's February, and I'm like, uh, "Fuck it, you know what? Let me uh, just give him a shout, just for right. just for the hell of it, like." I got nothing to lose, right? I had just gone through a kind of a bout of like, I wasn't feeling great. And I was like, "Mm, I should, you know, like, I think I need to do something to kind of kick off my, you know, my, my, my adrenaline a little bit. My, my, uh, well, if you look back at your, at your path, like this was the moment, like you've done all the the things to tell you that's what you got to do. And, uh, it's kind of like now or never, (laughs) there you go. You're ready now. Yeah, that's it. So, so, uh, so, so I ended up messaging him yeah. and I go, I go, uh, okay. Like, Hey, what's up? Uh, I'm, my name's Mike. I spoke to you in September, uh, for, for my girlfriend's cousin's wedding. Uh, and you said that you, you may be looking for photographers. So he goes, uh, yeah, I'm looking for photographers. I can right. use it. Uh, I can use a, someone to to help me out. Uh, let's meet at this place uh, in March. And I go, okay, sure. Okay. So I go meet him uh, at this coffee shop. And I'm like, hey, uh, thanks again for like just kind of talking to me. This is the first time that I'm really getting an opportunity to talk to talk photography uh i have uh, i have some i have my portfolio with me if you want to see it or whatever and and this guy vic spoiler this is vic okay so this guy is vic villegas he's the guy that okay. i've been working with for for a little while great wedding photographer uh and he's been a mentor of mine right. since uh, yeah. since 2018 um so so he, he worked out yeah, exactly. So he's like, I don't want, I don't care about the portfolio. Uh, I and, and he's like, do you have a camera? I'm like, I got two cameras. And he's like, awesome. So he don't goes, tell that to the, the graphic designer to, uh, to the yeah. university. I don't need a portfolio, buddy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the graphic designer's rolling in his grave, rolling uh, in his bed, and he's, as he's like, oh my god, I can't believe I didn't get in, but my portfolio was perfect. Meanwhile, I'm like. I'm like, yo, I I have a portfolio. I don't need it, you know. Like, crazy as, what people like. It's like crazy experience and portfolios and stuff when you get into the field. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Um. 
the uh, so uh, he's like he's like here's what I have available in terms of days. If you want to do any of those, uh, let me know. I said I want to do them all. Like whatever day you need me, I'm there. Just give me a like, give me a call. I'm there. I'll figure it out. And he's like, well, I got a couple of other ph- photographers too, so like right. I won't be able to give you everything, but I like your enthusiasm. So I was like, right. awesome. Like okay, cool. Uh, wow. We ended up meeting a couple times after that, uh, just to kind of like get acquainted and you know like learn how to edit yeah. and learn how to like what he's looking for in a, in a photographer and to meet some of the other photographers that uh, he had brought onto his team. And from there, I have to say it was probably, so this was, was this 2018? No, it must've been 2019. Yeah, no, I'm so sorry. This all happened a year uh, ago. Wait, no, I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. This happened in 2019. I'm so sorry that my storyline yeah, yeah. is all, is all off, but it's okay. No, 2018 okay. is when, uh, 20, yeah, 2018, the, the September of 2018 was when I had the wedding. Then 2019, February was when I contacted him. March was when I met right. him for the first time and then so on. So that it was a year summer, ago. Exactly. That summer of 2019 was the most, unbelievable like eventful summer of i've ever had where i went from uh being from from never having taken a photograph for money in my life yeah to consistently working in the wedding industry with with vic um i were finally doing what you wanted to do for exactly i was i was like I was over the moon, right? Like, it was oh, like, yeah. holy crap, like this is what it feels like. And I got this, you know, and it was like all from just talking to one random guy that I was like, you know what? No, I'm going to put myself out there and I'm going to do it. You yeah. know? Like I could have easily listened to Rosalie yeah. and said, you know what? You're right. He's working. Let me not be a bother. Uh, and maybe, maybe the next guy or maybe I'll send him a message or whatever. Yeah. Maybe I'll find him on Facebook and, you know, like. Maybe which, uh, which is like, understandable that she said that because yeah, you never not, know what's what going to happen. Just Exactly. You know, sure. yeah. By all means, like, I'm not blaming anybody for, for, no, no, no. For, my, for my choice. I mean, my choice is my choice, right? But you um, took that leap of faith and it worked out and sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you were at that point that it worked out. Exactly. So I ended up going through it. Right. I threw with it and it was this unbelievable opportunity by the end of the season. Of course, 2019 was an awesome season. Uh, we had, uh, we had all kinds of weddings, uh, and, and everything was, was going well. Um, by the end of that season, I was like, I, you know, like I had amassed a bunch of equipment, uh, that I had purchased myself with money that I had made working with Vic or for Vic. Uh, and I was like, this is, this is awesome. This is fun. I can see myself doing this. Um, and at the same time, uh, Vic uh, was in, I guess we had developed a, a good relationship together. 
Uh, and so Vic wanted me, uh, wanted me to continue working with him. Um, and I was like, okay. Uh, and I decided at the same time that I kind of wanted to start, uh, doing a little more of my own work, uh, something away from weddings because my wedding fix has kind of been uh, sated by, um, by Vic and by his, uh, by the work I get to do with him. Yeah. Um, so I was like, you know what? I kind of, I've always been to, been into like, uh, advertising and commercial, uh, commercial, like, again, sort of like in the lines of graphic yeah. design. Like I always liked that kind of stuff. I was really into like logo, logo design for a yeah. while. And that was, uh, that was fun for me. So, so yeah, you, you did wedding photography uh, and now you're still yeah. doing it and you're, you're doing your, your brand, your graphic design a little bit. Uh, so uh, a little bit, but uh, now it's really mostly, uh, I'm mostly focused on like, yeah, branding and product photography. Interesting. Uh, I'm trying to like break into the, oh, excuse me, uh, break into the, the market of like, uh, doing portraits, uh, particularly like for now very much professional portraits headshots and like yeah. uh corporate portraits for for companies or whatever um that's great man yeah that the, like I, I thank you for, for for sharing that man it's uh yeah it's a it's a great great story especially looking in the office at volnet and just seeing that that guy yeah it's uh yeah it's great i mean honestly if i could just break it down into a couple of things yeah, I would yeah. say first and foremost, um, the, my story really taught me a couple of things. Take some chances. Number one is absolutely take some chances. Right. Um, cause the, it'll be more often that you'll regret not doing something than you will regret doing something. Uh, at the very least, the opportunity and the learning experience will be more valuable than saying, Oh, I didn't do that. Uh, unless it's something illegal. Uh, <laughs> um, the um, the second thing is uh, have confidence in yourself. Uh, I think confidence has brought me to places that uh, I've never been before, and it's put me in such a better headspace. Right. Uh, I've I I've dealt with so much less of my own personal anxieties. Uh, and uh and depression and whatever because of the fact that i've you know just had an opportunity to be like to be actually seen as a photographer that's amazing uh and uh maybe a third thing would really be like just just keep working at it uh, and I, that sounds so cheesy, but uh, I, and I hate being that way because it sounds really No, dumb. it doesn't sound cheesy uh, to tell people that you have to work at it. And even if you're, if you're doing yeah. your dream, it, it's, you're never, you've never fully learned even if you're living your dream. Yeah, exactly. I think you, I think it's really important to just, you know, that's a real test right there. Like when you're living yeah. your dream, how are you going to keep it and how are you going to better yourself and how are you going to push forward? That's the real yeah, test. Yeah, exactly. Right? Uh, it, it, I forgot. I can't even remember the the, the expression now. Uh, but uh, complacency is basically like is the it's the wish of a, of a dead man. Like you yeah. don't want to be you don't want to be living 
a a smooth life. You don't want to be dealing with no bumps in the road. Bumps in the yeah. road are what make the life interesting. I mean, for example, this bump is maybe a little more than most people want or can yeah. handle, but um, it will it will make us better in the long run. It'll make us more adaptable. We will overcome this and be yeah. better on the other side of it. Um, and for that reason, I think, I think, uh, I think people who are looking to make, uh, to make the leap, uh, into any kind of creative outlet should do it. Um, I, and of course it's up to them on what level, like they want to, they, how comfortable they feel with, yeah. with like throwing everything into it. Like some people I know, I know one person that she wants to keep her full-time job while continuing her kind of like her growing photography uh, business. Right. And one other person that I know is the opposite. She's trying to fit, you know, like end her partner, her, her full-time job to really get into like photography full-time. Wow. So yeah. some people are like different. They have different yeah. feelings on how much they want to get into their creative outlet. But ultimately, you know, like if you want well, to Well, it's all it, about the journey that if yeah. anything, if we can learn anything from your story it, and we can learn a lot, it's that it's all about the journey and it's all about, yeah. uh, yeah. If you, if you find yourself and you, if you, uh, like get to the point that you know what you want to do and you, you're able to listen to your heart and you're mm. willing to do that, then, uh, that's when you you've got like that's when you've gotten it you know it's where you but you're still gonna have to learn and still gonna have to better yourself always once yeah. you get to that point but that's the point where you want to get in your journey and uh, 100%. I think it's hard for most people to do that and uh it, it's great that you went there you know yeah thanks man uh i mean i'm just glad that uh yeah Yeah, I'm just glad to to have an opportunity, and I, I I'd have to say, and I tell Vic all the time how thankful I am. Uh, but I guess I might as well mention it here, yeah, uh, once more, so that it can be eternally looped. Um, but I truly, <laughs> I'll am send thankful. you the clip. I sell, yeah. I'll send you the clip. <laughs> Perfect, thanks. But I really am eternally like I am extremely grateful to Vic for being so like nonchalant about the whole thing i am sure had i approached many other photographers uh yeah. they would have been like can i get a portfolio how much work experience do you have whatever so i don't know i mean honestly it just yeah. so happened that the first one that i this was your time ended yeah. Up being yeah ended yeah. up being the guy that was like oh okay yeah whatever you could take pictures and whether they're they can be useful or not it doesn't matter you don't even need a, a camera a card in the camera it doesn't matter you yeah. know like um But, uh, he ended up, uh, that's it. I, I just want to say that I'm like super thankful to him because, because of him, I'm starting now, like to actually grow and, and do this, you know, and right. it's, it's crazy at 25 years old. I know a lot of guys, uh, that are 45, 50 years old, yeah. some even older actually, uh, that are um 
that are only like now, like, oh, I, I'm a professional photographer and I can do this for a living. But at this point, they're yeah. much older and it, it's, been it's harder. They've been life, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, exactly, yeah. you know. So I prefer doing this now, getting the opportunity now, and maybe it'll at the very least it'll be a learning experience uh and a best case scenario is i'm yeah you know living off of this dream that only a few people ever really get to experience keep following your heart man that's the the thing that i yeah. that's my advice for you is like keep following your heart yeah so um to finish off we have this uh game on this podcast that i play with every guest mostly i want suggestions for myself but okay. um it's called the feel good game what's your feel good movie if your your brain is fried up and you just want to feel good what do you put on uh, uh honestly or enjoyable movie yeah <laughs> i guess if my brain is fried Yeah. I'll still probably put on something like Interstellar, <laughs> really, <laughs> or, or Inception, or something like so convoluted. Um, but uh, I don't know. It really depends. Uh, it depends. Uh, there are multiple factors that I think depend on my interest in movies. Uh, it, it depends on who I'm with. Uh, I'm I'm kind of easily entertained. It's rare that I'll ever watch a a movie and be like. Oh, this sucks. Like I'll be like, oh, this sucks, but I'll still enjoy it, and I'll still yeah. be like, oh my god! Like I just watched. As long uh, as you watch a movie, you're you're gonna be fine. I guess. That's it. I just watched The Lost Husband recently on Netflix. Right. I <laughs> <laughs> was bad, and I still I, think your I still watched it from beginning to yeah. end. Yeah. Yeah, I just I watched it from the beginning to the end, and I was oh like, I was invested in the characters entirely the whole time. Though I was like, this is terrible this is a bad yeah. movie what's your feel-good tv show um i've been watching the good place lately i guess so that might be a that's good feel good uh good. i'm i'm i love fantasy so uh even like uh early game of thrones stuff is pretty great uh just in terms of feel good ironically i guess because yeah. it, it doesn't feel good ever uh it kind of does though but uh it, yeah it I, i get your point i get your point yeah it's not it's not it's not meant to feel good i don't it's think it's great tv though it's uh it's yeah it's really well done and you're you're enjoying it all, yeah yeah all throughout uh so feel good song uh feel good song uh there's this one song that i've been listening to lately called uh uh real love by sugar pine seven um okay it's there a lot of their stuff is still really really catchy um it's it's like it's weird they're like very radio pop but still super underground so like yeah they're uh they're interesting to listen to um i I'm i would absolutely give them that. give them uh, a listen real love and these drugs are probably some like probably two of their best songs what's uh, the artist again just like sugar sugar pine seven okay uh, if you guys want to check out their youtube channel too sugar pine seven yeah um 
be it's cool. So uh, yeah, do you want to plug your stuff quickly? To, yeah, uh, sure. Where, where can people find you? So yeah, um, uh, people can find me on Facebook at uh, at uh, Michael Monaco Photography, uh, Instagram of course at Michael Monaco Photography, and uh, uh, my website uh, michaelmonacophotography.com. I'm trying to change the website name a little bit. Uh, so it's possible that it'll go down to Michael Monaco photo or Michael Monaco. Um, but right now it's Michael Monaco.com. Uh, Michael Monaco photography.com. Photography uh, exactly. Like exactly. Like my, there, my, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. My Instagram and my Facebook handle. Uh, so, uh, yeah. Well, go check all that out. Uh, go uh, stalking on Instagram. His, his pictures are, are great. Um, oh, if you need a, a photographer and if you're in the area for a wedding, not right now, but uh, like uh, in Montreal, uh, uh, what's happening right now? It, so it, there's no photography? No weddings. Uh, no okay. weddings. Photography is still uh, yes and no. Um, um, but yes, if you are looking for weddings... Yeah. Uh, yeah, do you it. can <laughs> you can contact me, but I will always uh, direct it directly to uh, Vic Villegas. He's the one that handles weddings, so uh, I do a lot more corporate work. Um, uh, so even though I have been sort of uh, trained in uh, in wedding photography, uh, most of that again, you can contact me. I'll be more than happy to to answer. There you go. Uh, but I will always direct it uh, straight through to Vic because uh, he's the one. He's the master. He's the uh, he's the number one. He's so good. He's so good. And he gave you great uh, opportunity. Absolutely. Um, and uh, what was I going to say? If you want to check him out, uh, you can check him out actually at at vicvillegas.weddings on Instagram. Um, his website is vicvillegas.com, uh, and you can find him on Facebook too. Uh, just type Vic Villegas. Uh, that would be Vic V I C Villegas as in you know, the Spanish name. Uh, worst case, I'll, I'll send it. I'll send it to you afterwards, uh, Gabe, right. and you'll be able to add that uh, if you. Yeah, don't. yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right. So, thank you so much, Michael Selinger, for uh, coming my on pleasure, this man. podcast. Michael Monaco, also known as. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, aka Michael Monaco. <laughs> aka Michael Monaco. Thank you so much, and uh, yeah. have a wonderful day. And uh, we'll have you on soon. I think the listeners will really love this podcast. I think you've provided great advice, and you've like it's wonderful to hear about your journey. And cool, man. as a friend, I'm just I'm just happy for you. Uh, so yeah. Yeah, man, I, I appreciate it. I'm happy. Uh, I'm happy that you're uh, you're doing this. Uh, I think uh, I think it's important for for you, uh, but it's also important for those who don't exactly. always get a platform to be able to share yeah. their stories. Yeah. All right. Cool, see you, Michael. Yeah. See ya. Bye. Uh, You've been listening to the Very Creative Podcast with Gabriel Vega. Catch us next week for an all new episode. To find out more. Go to gabrielvega.com slash podcast and follow us on social media at The Very Creative Podcast. To watch on video, go to YouTube and search for The Very Creative Podcast and subscribe. See you next week.